Hi, welcome to the Hello Joy podcast, where we discuss life in our 20s, relationships and love, faith and self-care, and all the shower thoughts. I'm your host, Danielle Joy Robinson, and on today's episode, we will be discussing anxiety, how to not let it ruin your life, strategies to ease it, naming your triggers, and anything else that comes to mind. I wanted to first say that I I really wanted to get an episode out last week. Um, That was Easter Sunday, but the week got so away from me and I'm sure everyone was having an amazing time with their families anyway. So I am just so glad to be able to get one out for you guys today. And I'm so glad you're tuning in. Thank you so much. All right. So today... As I mentioned before, we'll be talking about anxiety and some of the, just some of the things that come with that, how we can manage it and manage our stress and kind of just some encouragement that goes along with it. I know I personally struggle with it and some other people do as well. And I wanted to be a helping hand in trying to figure out how we can navigate this horrible feeling of anxiety. So the first thing I want to talk about is what is anxiety and knowing the difference between anxiety and stress. And I think a lot of people can confuse the two. And I think just being able to name it first and name it in your body will really help. So I I have a I guess, psychological um, definition. There's a psychologist named Ryan Howes or Hose, H-O-W-E-S. And, excuse me. <laughs> um, bless me, sorry. He says that anxiety is our mind's ability to imagine a catastrophic outcome. And... So it is, anxiety really is psychological or I guess physiological because when we think about it, that is when our body responds to our thoughts. And when we're faced, when we're faced with an actual threat, that is fear. Um, And you can obviously be anxious when you're fearful as well. But when you're just anxious, you're not necessarily in a fearful position because there is nothing threatening you in those type of situations. So say, for example, you're lying in your bed and you're thinking about you have a big presentation in the morning in class or in your workplace, you have to give a big presentation in a meeting and you're anxious about that. But in this current moment, all you are doing right now is lying in your bed There is no potential threat happening to you right now. Therefore, that would be anxiety. If you are experiencing physiological symptoms in your body that would almost pose as an actual fearful threat. That is what anxiety is. And stress, well, we already know what stress is, but say you have a lot of deadlines to meet and you are overwhelmed with a lot of things going on in your life. You know, you have deadlines to meet and 
you're stressed out about, you know, you have to have an important conversation with your lover about something significant and hard. Um, and a f- old friend just passed away or something. So you're stressed and you're overwhelmed. All of those things are valid, but you may not necessarily be anxious about it because all of those things are true. What makes you anxious about it would be thinking that the conversation with your lover was going to go wrong. That That's what the anxious part about it is. Um, thinking that your life is over because your your friend passed because your friend passed away, your life's over. That's that's anxiety. Thinking that you're never going to meet your deadline. That's anxiety. You know, so your anxiety comes from these overwhelming stressful things that are true that actually do need to happen and actually do need to get accomplished. That is what anxiety is. So that was just kind of a bit of a background on what it actually is, how we can name it and kind of differentiate the two because sometimes we can say, you know, we're anxious about something, but we might not actually be. And it might be easier to name something as stress so that we can see it, something for what it is and then do some things to manage it better. Because if you are stressed about something that just genuinely needs to get done, but not anxious about it, then you that, that anxiousness, which is also aka known as worry you may not actually need to be worrying about anything if you just get that thing done and then you are no longer stressed if that makes any sense so just wanted to name that put that out there to get some yeah it for some educational purposes now for me i when i'm feeling anxious i i feel it in my like i said i feel it in my body i'm sure most people do as well and uh, it starts in the brain, you know, it starts in your mind when you're thinking, you're thinking thoughts, which causes your physical symptoms to arise. And I think for me, now that I've kind of sat with it for a while, and I've, I've noticed and experienced it in situations, my anxiety shows up in my stomach, heavily in my stomach, and then I feel it in my hands, and I feel kind of a pulsing go through my hands, but not a pleasant uh, not a pleasant feeling not a pleasant pulsing in my hands it's it's a discomfort and I feel um what's the word irritable antsy even but in my stomach I feel queasy I feel like I need to move around my thoughts and my head are racing I can't think very clearly but when it comes to my stomach this is, might be TMI but that's what this podcast is about. We're getting deep and personal. I feel like I need to have a bowel movement to be so real, to be so honest with you. I really feel like I need to use the bathroom. And, but that's a sign for me. Anxiety is not a bad thing. Um, anxiety is a tool. And I wanna, I wanted to make this episode because I want to encourage you all to start thinking about anxiety being a tool for you or just something just things that our body gives us these are natural things our body gives us as ways to alert that something's wrong and i want us to be able to manage our stress load and our manage our our negative symptoms as as things that can be positive in ways that we can better ourselves as a whole 
And for me, if I'm anxious and I feel like I need to use the bathroom, this might be a sign for me, hey, danger might be, is coming or I should not be in this position or this situation because sometimes, you know, I'll have anxiety and majority for for most people, as I was doing some research on this, majority of people that have anxiety or when they get anxious about something, it's a false alarm. Kind of like when you have a presentation and you're anxious about it, but it actually goes phenomenally. That was like a false alarm. Um, but in other situations, in other cases, if you're in a, if you're in an environment that's unsafe and you feel a gut feeling that's anxiety, you got to get out of there, get your butt out of there. You know, that's a tool. That's a warning. Your body is letting you know, it's signaling that you got to go. So naming that anxiety where it is in your body, if it's in your stomach, that's a gut feeling. That's your actual gut telling you. That's why they call it a gut feeling. It's telling you, hey, there's danger. You have to leave. So that's also important to to name your feelings in your body where they are physically because that can alert you in some dangerous situations. I also recently in the past couple of months have have been tuning in with God. I'm going to I'm going to come back to this a bit later in towards the end. But in the beginning of this year, I wanted to I made a prayer. Like I I prayed to God about hearing from him. I wanted to hear from him more. And when people say they hear from the Lord or yeah, when they when they receive something from God, I always kind of wonder, what does that mean for you? What does that look like for you? How do you hear from God? And everyone hears from God differently. And for me, I wanted to I wanted to really sit with the Lord and wanted to I wanted to figure out what that means for me because some people hear from God through other people um either at church or just from from counseling with others or some people hear from God through music or through messages or art or whatever it may be and for me I wanted to figure out what that meant for me because some people could actually physically hear the word of the Lord they can speak to him in conversation and I didn't know what that looked like for myself. And so I've been in that journey and I'm, I still don't know very well. I still don't know very clearly what that does look like. However, I had this, um, my mom and my mom is the one and she has a friend who actually gave her this word. And my mom is very spiritual person. And I, I very well trust her spiritual instincts, but her, my mom and her friend, and they they gave me this word, and I also received this word too in some sort of way, that my anxiety, since I have been struggling with it so long, and it is so prevalent in my life, I think is my tool, and is I don't I don't believe it's the only way that I I hear from the Lord, but I do think that God does use my anxiety as a tool to speak to me, and 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 you know keep me from danger i do believe that wholeheartedly i have been so blessed to be kept from dangerous situations and 
been hyper alert of my surroundings because of my anxiety. And I just believe that that is just a way that God has just revealed to me some things that I don't think I would have been aware of if I wasn't listening to my body and wasn't listening to myself and my and my mind. Those racing thoughts I get when I'm anxious, if I wasn't listening to them, I don't think I would have noticed. So, you know, God will be heard and the Lord will be heard. Um, he will not not he will not not let his presence be known and because my anxiety is so prevalent and is so known i i can't help but think that god has some part in that yeah so i'm going to come back to that a little bit later but i i just wanted to mention that quickly so um the last two weeks there've been my anxiety has been on the rise and i think that's a big reason why i wanted to bring this topic up as well but a couple of situations where I, I, oh, I just, my anxiety was through the roof. I just want to share it quickly. Last week or a week, a week and a half ago, I was asked to, I was interviewed actually by Angela Davis uh, from, from NPR News Radio, which was phenomenal. It was amazing. Such an amazing opportunity. I'm so grateful for that. I was interviewed and I work for an organization called Live More Screen Less, where we advocate for digital well-being and intentional intentional screen usage by young people for young people. And I was interviewed on a Wednesday. She Angela Davis does these segments called Wellness Wednesdays, where she highlights something in the community that's centered around wellness. And we were talking about technology, social media use, specifically by young people. And um, I was super anxious about this because it was being live on the radio. It was going to be aired live. And the night before, I was typing out what I wanted to talk about. And I stopped because I cannot do that. That is super inauthentic for me. Even right now, you guys, I'm just speaking off my top of my head right now. I have a, f- a couple bullet points of things I want to touch on, but for the most part, I just talk because it's inauthentic for me. If I read off the screen, it sounds robotic, um, also boring. And that's just for me. Some people can read off a screen and it's like, oh, that sounds nice. But for me, it'll sound, it sounds professional. It sounds nice, but I want it to sound conversational, right? And I want it to sound like we're on FaceTime. So Basically, I stopped doing that, but I was super anxious about the fact that I didn't have anything written down or what I knew what I I did not know what I was going to talk about. So I was anxious about the fact that I was anxious (laughs) and that was, it was just a mess. I was, it was a mess. And I, I, I literally looked up how to not let anxiety ruin your life. How to not let it ruin your life. And that's what gave me the, that sparked the, the inspiration for, you know, this podcast episode today. But I felt my stomach churn. I felt my stomach, oh, I felt like someone like grabbed it and was just, oh, I can't, I can't even explain it. If you could see my hands right now, I'm like, <laughs> I, it's, I'm like pushing. I don't know. It's just the way I felt was so uncomfortable. I had to get up and move around because I felt like if I was sitting any longer, I would have thrown up. It was the worst feeling. And I've been in, 
so often that'll happen. I have, I think I, okay, so I'm going to name that really quick. I'm just going to name that. That is performance anxiety. That's performance anxiety because in that moment, I'm sitting there in my room. Nothing was happening. There was absolutely no trigger. There was, there was no nothing threatening to me in that moment. But I was thinking about something that could have been happening. But, in, you know, when you think about it, what what's the worst that could have happened? Uh, um, I choke on air. Not actual air, but choke on like live radio. Sure. Um, okay. And and then what? Someone hears that and they say, oh, okay, that was a little funny. And then they move about from their day. I don't know. They're really, you know, our anxiety, our, th- our brains are so powerful. And we come up with the most creative scenarios about how our how the trajectory of our lives will play out. But we don't rationalize how realistic they actually are what is the reality how how accurate are our our creative imaginative brains not very if you think about it so in those moments i really like to think i really like to say to myself you're so creative sis and i'm i'm talking to my brain here like name her name her or him or them Say, you're so creative, girl. You you have really a mind of your own. You know, you, you're good. You're honestly super creative, and I wish I was you, but I'm not you. And that's another really good way of thinking about your anxiety is separating it from who you actually are in your being because you are not your anxiety, and you are not your triggers. You are not what holds you down, what brings you down. You are you. And you are a child of God. And you are not what you are not what gets you down. And I want you to know that. And I hope you believe that. No one sees you as that. If any of you and if you ask any of your friends or any of your family or your loved ones what makes you you? I wholeheartedly believe that none of them would ever mention any of the negative things that you think about yourself. And that's all I have to say about that. That was the one thing that made me super anxious this past couple of weeks. But another thing that I'm not even going to go too deep into this because I'm going to bring this up in a different episode in a few weeks. I had this planned out. But something racially motivated happened to me a few days ago. So I'm still emotionally recovering from this. I'm not going to go, I'm really not even going to touch on this at all. But it happened in the classroom here at my school. And I had, it has been so emotionally draining coming back from that. Um, and I just feel so anxious to even step back, step foot, step back in that classroom. And having to sit through that for the next month and a half is really troublesome for my heart. And I slept at my mom's house last night, my parents' house last night, and in my bed. But I had horrible dreams. I had really bad dreams. And I think there's two reasons why I did. I think one is because I've just been sleeping on campus for a while. So when I sleep in a different environment, even if it is my own bed... At home, I don't get very good sleep, therefore bad dreams. 
But two, my subconscious is running wild. And I'm giving you no context right now because I don't want to go into it. But what happened was super heavy and emotionally draining and racially motivated, as I said before. So I'm filled with anxiety right now. And my my brain knows it. My body's feeling it. And my subconscious knows that. So that's why I think I had such horrible dreams. But... I cannot let this get the best of me because there's still life to live. And I'm not saying that because I'm not saying that in a way to dismiss the fact that that happened or dismiss that what I'm feeling is invalid in some way because absolutely what I'm feeling is valid. Not only is it valid, but it's okay and it's right And I shouldn't, and I'm saying me, but like, I'm saying I, but I'm also speaking to you guys that you shouldn't feel wrong for feeling it. You shouldn't try to push the feeling away further, longer than it wants to be there. Um, All you can do is comfort it. You can comfort it. You can ease it. You can manage it. Um, Something my, I'm in therapy right now and something that my therapist does so well Um, Why am I getting emotional right now? Okay, I'm not going to cry. But something my therapist does really well, I think, is when I share with her something like I'll tell her that, you know, I'm so I'm going through a I'm going through a not going through. I'm I'm, well, I guess I'm going through like a breakup, but um, it's been over six months now. So it's been a little bit and I'm really healing really really healing very well and moving on very well but there's something whenever I'll if ever I tell her that I have like a negative feeling about it I'm like oh why am I still feeling this way it's been so long and ever I I shit like I get down on myself about something she says you know don't beat yourself up about stuff like that because one you're a human being and there's no rule book to being that (laughs) and two why don't you know there's there's probably a part of yourself that is you know it's probably your inner child that's feeling a bit hurt it's probably a little injured and your 20 year old self your I don't know who's listening your 40 year old self your 17 year old self 20 year old self just needs some comfort or not, no, no, well, yeah, your, your self needs some comfort, but what I meant to say was your 40-year-old self, 20-year-old self needs to comfort your inner child self because that child is most likely the one who's um, evoking that negative emotion that your older self, your current self, is beating yourself up about, I guess, if that makes any sense. So all you need to do is just give yourself a hug, and remind yourself that it's okay to feel these things you're human and and that's what being human is about and it's a beautiful thing i think it was the last episode i said that i said um it's a beautiful thing to be able to experience a wide range of emotions because not everyone gets to experience that how beautiful it is that God blessed us with such a wide range of emotions. 
and feelings so that we can be more empathetic towards each other, that we can be more empathetic towards ourselves, that we can look so deeply inwards towards who we are and then revert that back into others so we can look deep into other people and see them for truly who they are. You can only meet others as far as you've met yourself. So I highly encourage you all that if you want to seek deeper into your friendships and your relationships into other people's lives, that you find that in yourself and do your inner healing so that you can, you can be a more well-rounded, um, thoughtful individual. Sorry, that went a little other, other direction that I wanted to go to, but I guess that's what happens. That's, that was a shower thought, I guess. So anyway, Okay, I have two more things I want to speak on in the next five minutes here. Um, in these moments where I feel my anxiety rise, um, just some some strategies I use to, or I take to ease it. First thing I do is pray. I just pray to the Lord. I, I'll pray outwardly. I think that's... If you're in a space where you feel comfortable to do say, do so, I pray outwardly. If you don't pray, talk to yourself. Talk to whoever you want to talk to. Um, but I just pray and ask for peace. Um, I pray and ask for clarity if I'm feeling foggy or I just don't know where to go. Just pray for peace. Pray for strength to go about my day i i thank the lord i'm you know i I pray and ask for things but i also just want to thank the lord for even blessing me blessing me to see another day this you know life is not promised so i i pray and i just thank the lord for for letting me be on this earth and experience the gift of friendship and relationships I I thank the Lord for good health and allowing me to have shelter and laughter is so super important. Um yeah, so I just I pray. And and then I would say I listen to music. I try to maybe get out of my own internal self and and maybe shift some of my thoughts outward and so I listen to maybe some gospel music um if not gospel music I don't want to listen to any sad music because that just brings me back I told you guys I told you guys beforehand I I I'm really good at putting myself in a bad mood I'm really good at that really good at putting myself in a sad mood so I don't want to do that I'll just listen to some upbeat music um hey ya by outcast (laughs) Hey Ya is my stuff. I need you guys to go listen to that. Hey Ya. Okay, so I don't need. I didn't need to do that. That was actually. I didn't need to do that. I was just thinking it in my head, and then and then it came out, and I apologize for that. But um, in the car. See, when I listen to it in the car, it's a vibe. But like, just you need to listen to it just in your room and dance. Just dance. So like, that's another thing. 
get out of your own body, listen to music, dance, take a walk. Um, those are some things. Okay. And then, oh yeah, working out. That's what I was going to say. Working out is one. Um, that's super, super helpful. And then also if you have stuff to do when you're anxious, cause that's never helpful, you know, working out before doing homework is very good. Very, very good. That's also scientifically proven to help, um, with focus is working out before doing your homework and then, or getting work done if you, if you're not in school. Um, one other thing that I don't think people think about often is eating the right foods because what you are, what you eat. 100% consuming the right things in your body can definitely help with that um and then in a psychology class I learned psychology and my Christian marriage class I learned about um what is the acronym it's called HALT okay H-A-L-T these are four things to think about before you make decisions um to check in with yourself H stands for hungry a angry l is lonely or late and i'll explain this and t is tired so h hungry try not to make any rash decisions or like important decisions or maybe or it's decisions or if you're gonna have like a deep conversation or if you're gonna have an argument or something with your partner this is things to check in with yourself before you have this before you have a decision make a decision or have this conversation or whatever it is Make sure you're not hungry. Um, And this goes with the whole making sure you're eating the right food. You know what I mean? Because our bodies need, you know, good fuel and that goes with sleep. And so make sure you're not hungry. A, angry. Make sure you're not angry or upset or in a bad mood before you do anything big. L, late. Make sure you're not late for something. You know, don't try to do something when you're frazzled already. Or lonely. L could be for lonely. Um, you know what happens late at night when you're lonely. Ooh, those late night messages. Don't do it. Just try not to, really. If you're lonely late at night, like, who could you call instead? I'm trying to think. Who could you call instead? The Lord. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so not funny. Um, call on the Lord. Call on the Lord. Um... Honestly, though, that's all I can think of right now. T is tired. Don't try not to do many things when you're sleepy. So this is just a check-in. The, the acronym's HALT, again, once again. Um, and that is just something to maybe do when you are... So that, that could be another reason why you're anxious, you know, if you are one of those four things as well. You might not be anxious for anything really, but if that, that could be a part of naming your triggers because that could be another reason why you are triggered is because you're just hungry or you're tired or you're lonely or you're angry. So you may not actually be anxious necessarily. The very last thing I want to touch on here, like I said, I wanted to bring this back is... What does the Bible say about anxiety? What does the Bible say about anxiety? As I mentioned before, I really want to get more in touch with what does God, how is God speaking to me about, you know, when it comes to my anxiety? How is he using my body and my brain to reach out to me? Because I'm so overly consumed with worldly, earthly things that sometimes I neglect to look to him. And that's so honest. So I really want to get back in tune with how am I hearing from the Lord? So Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says, Do not be anxious about anything, 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence... If there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I want to just say the first sentence again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. I really love that verse. I have that verse highlighted in my Bible. I have it posted up. I think about that. I refer back to that in those moments when I and I think it's going to absolutely ruin my life. I need to be constantly reminded that this life is not my own, that God has complete control and that I can cast my anxieties onto the Lord and cast them upwards because he has the power to change the trajectory of my life. And he does. And I've seen it with my own eyes and in my own life. And if I if I have faith that he can pull me through and do anything, then why then do I feel in those moments of anxiety that I'm the one in control and that or that I can't control a certain situation? Why is it that I no longer have faith in those moments? So I think that 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 verse is very, very, a a very good reminder that in, in times of trouble and worry and discomfort that God will be my anchor and keep me grounded. So I appreciate you all for tuning in. This was such a good, this was so fun. This was such a fun one. I'm so glad you could be with me. I This may have be a little longer than the other two, I think, just because there wasn't an episode last week. But I still thank you for tuning in. And next episode, I'm having my first guest. She doesn't know it yet. Um, but I'm hoping she can get on. Um, my friend. Anyway. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all have such a blessed day, and I hope you had a great Easter. Bye.